derecho. Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha. Directo al arco. Golazo. Golazo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here for the first time of the World Cup. And I'm joined tonight by my very esteemed uh, colleague, Pundit to the Stars, JJ Hadi. How are you, mate? G'day, mate. How's it going? Good, good, good. Thank you for joining us. First time on the pod. Thanks for having me, mate. Now, as we always start with the podcast, we need to know your allegiances. Who do you follow in club football? I do follow um, Manchester United. I am that that guy. So You are that guy. And uh, international level? Um, obviously, uh, being from Iran, I do uh, have a close connection with Iran, but um, obviously Australia is my second home, so go to Ruth. Now, to all our Iranian followers, because we do have hundreds and thousands out there, just want to shout them out something uh, in the native tongue? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, salam hamegi, umidvaram ke Iran betune tu jami jami muafag washe, hamitor arzi khuidaram baray Australia. Fantastic. I just said... Um, I have no idea what you just said then, so thought, you could have said... I thought I probably should explain myself. Um, I said, uh, hello, I hope um, uh, everyone is having a, a, a blessed Ramadan and uh, I hope that Iran uh, could progress through the, uh, through the uh, group stages and uh, go to the 16th for the first time ever. And as well, obviously, Australia is close to my heart, so uh, I wish the same luck for Australia as well. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, well, let's get cracking on with it. Um, right after this little memory down walking uh, down uh, the 2014 World Cup. Yes, that's Tim Cahill's volley against the Netherlands in 2014, which kicked off our World Cup campaign in style. Uh, unfortunately, it was not the one we wanted. But we can only hope for better things here. Australia is actually our history in the World Cup. JJ is not too bad. If you look back through since two thousand and six, we actually haven't lost that many games. We've, I think we've drawn or won as many as we've lost. So two thousand and fourteen, people talk about as a bit of a road kill for us, but it wasn't actually that bad. No, I think I think Australia did really well. I mean, considering um, you know the the uh, the group that we were with, uh, we we weren't really um, I mean, they always say, uh, not just Australia, but any Asian team is always a uh, walk in the park for the big boys. Uh, but I think Australia held their ground and, and they scored some of the most spectacular goals. And um, even though we obviously, um, you know, didn't uh, progress or anything, but I think um, we definitely showed the world uh, uh, that we, we are of high class. Now, Showing the world again this time around, how do you fancy our chances? We haven't gone much better when it comes to groups. Drawing France, um, obviously drawing the other opponents um, that to come. Um, uh, how do you think we're going to go in our first game this weekend? Are you and I getting together to watch the game? I know that. Yeah, And we'll ride at home. But how do you think we're going to go against France? I mean, we're, we, we can, uh, regardless of uh, who we're facing, we're always going to root for Australia and, 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 and cheer for Australia and hope that they do they do uh, an excellent performance, as always. Um, look, it's a, it's really an unfortunate situation that our first game is with the uh, strongest team of the table. 
Um, France, obviously, you know, they they uh, they ranked seventh, I think, in the world, and uh, they they uh, they're very strong side. They got a lot of superstars in their teams. Um, I want to be hopeful, uh, hopeful, uh, but you have to be realistic, and I think uh, I think France uh, will have that in the bag. Now, what about uh, Denmark and um, Peru? How do you see Australia if we navigate out of this group? What do you think those two results go? So let's assume, unfortunately, Saturday night's not going to get the three points, but what do we need from those two other games to finish second in the group? Well, um, we I think it would be safe to assume that France is going to uh, you know, finish their campaign uh, in, in, this, uh, you know, in the table stages. Uh, in the group stages, uh, top of the ladder, winning all games. So, uh, and I think that's a safe assumption. Um, so that pretty much leaves it between us three to take the second spot. Um, Peru, uh, you know, they're the South American team. They they uh, quite a technical team. Um, they can, um, you know, they can prove difficult. I think, um, but uh, you know, I, I always say that Australian style of play is very close to the European style of play. So uh, I think Denmark will be um, will be the game for us uh, to to win uh, and hopefully get a, a draw out of Peru and progress that way um, and hope that uh, Peru and Denmark, um, you know, draw. And, um, you know, I think that would be the best outcome for Australia. And it's not really far-fetched, I don't think. What do you think? Look, I probably think we've got to at least get a draw against Denmark and take all three points against Peru. Okay. Uh, anything less than that, uh, I don't think we're going to through in two draws, history tells you. Two wins and a loss will definitely get us through. Um, I don't think that we're going to have the, the cattle to probably put up with Denmark for 90 minutes. I think that they'll have just too much class and overrun us through the midfield. Um, with Ericsson pulling the strings there. But I just do think our history against, and the best self-belief against South American teams um, and Central American teams being Honduras recently and obviously Uruguay, drawing on that Aussie spirit that got us through, I think there could actually be uh, a little bit of a monkey off our back uh, against those teams there. As well as against Chile, I think Australia showed themselves not to be bad foes against them in the last World Cup. So we do have experience against those style of play. Mm -hmm. Where do you sit yourself with the, the conundrum of the midfield for Australia? Because we've obviously got Moy, Rogic, uh, Maslowongo, Yednak, uh, and uh, Jackson Irvine. Now, we can't play all five there. We've probably got three. And you'd think Fui Fui Moy Moy takes up one of those spots. So who do you have in that midfield from the other four being Rogic, Yednak, um, Maslowongo and uh, Jackson Irvine joining him in that midfield three? Um, well, you know, I, I think um, uh, thankfully we have, uh, we have had uh, some good uh, preparation games to, to test out, you know, different, um, different squads or, you know, try to uh, test out compatibility. Um, but I don't think midfield, um, the Australian midfield is um, is that if if I had to point out a weakness for for Australia, um, I think it would be the the the, the midfield. Um, but um, oh, it's a it's a tough it's a tough um, 
uh, it's a tough pick uh, to 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 you know to want to pick a a, a certain player. But I think um, uh, if if we are to uh, to win uh, the games or any of the games against Peru or um, or Denmark, uh, I think the the battle is going to come down to midfield and they have to step up. I th- for me, I think Rogic and Moy the two most talented midfielders and have to start. But there is a question mark on how those two have played, you know, and through all our qualifiers uh, and also the lead up games, I actually don't think the two of them have played the best. And then there comes the cool head of Jednak, uh, who obviously hasn't got the pace uh, and either does Moy. So if you're going Jednak and Moy in that midfield, you do need the quick, and then the, the, yeah, Rogic isn't a quick player either. It's a very slow and static midfield, mm-hmm. where I think that's where the happiness of someone uh, like your your Luongo maybe is a bit more mobile than your Yednak in there. So for me, I'm thinking a, a midfield three of Yednak um, on the bench to start with, unfortunately as captain, but midfield three of Luongo uh, and then Rogic and Moy to start with. Yeah, I mean, um, now I want to get I- your. Th- I think uh, uh, you're right. Um, I think Moy is probably uh, as strong, like the the only one that I would completely trust in the midfield. So he's definitely um, he's 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 talented. He's he's a he's a great playmaker. He's uh, you know he's experienced. Um, uh, so I think he definitely uh, will be a strong point. Um, it's just a matter of I guess matching him. Um, Matching them with the uh, with the other uh, midfielders, but you're right. Perhaps um, Yedniak, um, you know, having obviously he's taller, so perhaps the uh, the aerial battles against Peru in the middle perhaps uh, will be a positive for us uh, having a tall uh, 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 midfielder in there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Yedniak and Moyen would be a good fit uh, in the middle. Now, we're going to take a short break after this little highlight. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about your country of birth and your uh, your second love behind the Socceroos being Iran versus Morocco, which does set itself to be the most tantalising game to come before the okay. Portugal-Spain game. Chance, surely. Goal number two. Harry Kewell is the name. All righty. Morocco versus Iran, JJ. Uh who do you fancy straight up and who's there to watch in the Iranian team for us who might not be as well versed across the uh, starting 11 for the um, Middle East nation? It's a, look, uh, I, I really want, I, 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 uh, I hope Iran would uh, win this. Um, I'm, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't have turned uh, better for us to have, you know, our first game against Morocco considering the other teams of Portugal and Spain, um, Morocco is the game for us to to win, uh, and it's the same for Morocco as well. So uh, any team who uh, wins this game um, will pretty much hope for a draw against uh, Portugal. And I don't think nor us nor Morocco, even Portugal for that matter, will be a, 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 a will be able to beat Spain. So it's important that we win this game. Um, Morocco is a very uh, you know is it is. It, they are a very strong side. They they are very solid at the back, uh, but thankfully they're not very good up front. Um, Iran, uh, obviously, uh, well known for their defense. Um, you know they uh, they were undefeated uh, throughout the camp uh, throughout the qualifying. Um, they are the 
the uh, the first team in Asia to qualify for the World Cup, the second one out of the whole teams to qualify for the World Cup. Um, they didn't concede any goals throughout the campaign up to that last game, which was pretty controversial. Um, so Iran's defense is very, very solid, um, you know, in comparison with Morocco. And so is Morocco. I think uh, what will tip it for Iran is the the, the, the strike force that they have. They have um, Karim Ansarifad, which is uh, which plays for Olympiakos. Um, he is the second top scorer in the Greek in the Greek league. Greek league. Um, and then we have uh, Gucci Reza Guchanejat uh, playing in um, in uh, for Hernevin. Um But I think the uh, the player to look out for is that I think that is going to make the difference for Iran is Alireza Jahanbash. He is the top scorer. Uh, I think it's the Swedish league. I'm not sure where Alkmaar is playing, but I think it's the Swedish team. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the player to look out for is is uh, Alireza Jahanbash. He is the top scorer. He's, he's won the, uh, the golden boot there. However, we do have uh, Sadar Azmoun, who uh, plays for Rubin Kazan in in Russia, um, so you know he is at home when it comes to you know playing in Russia. So perhaps he can um, you know guide. Uh, I don't know, uh, uh, give them some uh, momentum or give them some uh, some boost. Uh, um, but yeah, the difference is going to come down to the strike force, and I think Iran is just going to uh, um, you know get ahead. I am worried, you know, considering both teams are very solid, you know, defense. Uh, they have a very solid defense. Uh, this this game will turn up to be uh, like uh, like when Iran played Nigeria in in the last round, and, and that ended up in a in a, a null draw. Uh, it was a very boring game. So I'm hoping that Iran is not going to come to defend. I hope they come to win. And uh, we do have the strikers. We have solid midfield. Our backline is is uh, is fantastic. Is famous for uh, you know how organized they are. Um, so hopefully, um, if everything goes on our way, we'll be we'll be beating Morocco. I mean, there has been some uh, some upsets uh, recently uh, for Iran, like Nike pulling out of uh, you know pulling out of their sponsorship for Iran, not providing shoes for the players and things like that because of the American sanctions, and that's kind of uh, has demoralized the team a little bit. The, the last they spoke with the players, and the players had to pretty much go down the road and start buying shoes. Or Sadar Azmin, who is a local in a Russian local, he plays in Robin Kazan. So uh, he was uh, trying to source some shoes from other players in the league for the for the team, and for a national team to be in that um, to that status just a week before the World Cup, obviously is very uh, you know very demoralizing. However, we're hoping that um, you know that sort of uh, incident would actually. Uh, boost morale and 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 uh, put them you know make the team even more uh, want to win and more want to succeed because of all the uh, uh, the controversy. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, I think Iran will uh, will do it against Morocco. Now, uh, in one line, JJ, if I can get a score from you for um, that game, there it'll be a low-scoring game. I would say two-one for Iran. Fantastic. Now, before we go, because we've almost got to wrap up um, our daily chat, I want to hear who you think is going to win the World Cup. Put your balls on the line. Let us know, uh, and we'll uh, see who is our best pundit over the course of the of the tournament. So, for you, 
Who's taking home um, for the me, gold silver? I think yeah, it's Germany. I think Germany will uh, will come through and, and pretty much collect it all. I mean, Brazil have a lot to offer. That's, that would be my second. Uh, they would have a lot to prove, uh, but uh, I think Germany will, will win the World Cup this year. Too easy, JJ. Thank you so no, much for joining favorite. me tonight. I really appreciate it. Jump online if you haven't. 1 a.m. on Friday morning Australian time. The World Cup kicks off with Saudi Arabia and Russia. We've just skipped that game completely because really no one cares about that one there unless you're Saudi or unless you're Russian. I was watching the Saudi news and, and all the talks is just about Arab pride and about the Arab, uh, Arab games and Arab teams. Not, even the Saudis are not focused on the Saudi Arabian team. So I don't think it's going to matter. There you go. The skeptic in all of us says it's something about oil to do with that one there. And I'm sure there's a lot of money yeah. changing hands behind scenes. Not that anyone think? will be able to prove it. And it would be out of the ordinary for the FIFA to ever do anything like that. Would Russia it? and Saudi Arabia, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we better go before we get ourselves strung up on some international uh, charges here, JJ. But thank you very much, and we hope we'll catch you again no later in the tournament. And good luck no to worries, Iran. Um, I'll see you on Saturday, uh, and we'll all be weeks. wearing Aussie pride uh, and hope for Australia to, to do good. Thanks for having me again. See ya. See you guys. Bye. Ah,